Hi everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Off The Record. Um, as ever, I'm your host, Imogen Marshall. Um, my guest today is Janine Barry, one of the most promising British country acts to emerge in recent years with her EP Bittersweet, the opening number of which has been featured numerous times on Chris Country and advocated by the likes of Baylin Leonard. After six years of writing, Janine set out on her first UK tour in spring of 2017. She played the On Blackheath Festival, the Hard Rock Cafe in London. She toured with Texas Music Takeover as the only British act among that lineup. She had her song featured on a Nashville-based project, Nashville Dreamin', and played five nights in Nashville in June of 2017. She was even also invited to play at the Country to Country launch party in London this year, she is headlining the Corn and the Cobb Music Festival late that's coming up. And she, of course, will be playing at Country to Country. So, everybody, please welcome Janine Barry. The record. Off the record. Um, uh, taking care of some work. I suppose I usually me sitting um, uh, at my laptop and just uh, <laughs> sending out emails, taking care of lots of admin stuff. All, and, that, all that fun um, stuff, clearing the decks. Yes, exactly. And, and we've got some plans to record, so it's research. Oh, really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got a lot coming up. This week you're playing on the Corn and the Cobb Festival. Is that right? Yes, that's right, yes, exactly. Very exciting. <laughs> and then you, you're also announced that you were playing at Country to Country this um, year, which is that fourth time? Well, it is third. my third time um, at the actual festival, but I did play the um, the uh, launch party in 2016 as well. Yeah. So um, they asked me to headline that, which was a big honour. Um, and um, that was... So basically I played 2015, I played one, that was the first time I played, and that was um, Town Square Stage, and I had one slot, um, and then I played in 2016 um, at the Brooklyn Bowl uh, two days in a row, and mm-hmm. actually also had a session, I don't know if you've heard of the nylon session that they yeah, were yeah. holding. No, of course. Yeah, no, so, um, yeah. and I think someone that must have dropped out, but it was basically just the signed acts and the bigger acts, so... But I, I think someone must have dropped out and they asked me to, um, last minute to play as well. Ah, old so, hat um, then. I'm very excited to see that. Sorry? And so are you, you're a reg- it's almost like you're an old hat now, you know what's going on, you've seen it evolve. Yes, yes, well, yeah, I mean, I can, I, I'm always really excited anything yeah. around you to see whether I play or not, obviously, I always love to play. Um, yeah. But I didn't play the festival, for example, in 2017. Um, and I and I do understand that they have to, you know, give other people some, um, mm. a, ch- a chance to play as well, and it's um, uh, and mix it up a bit. But um, I think everything around the festival, I think, is extremely exciting to me, just yeah. because um, country music, you know, um, it's it's just uh, it, it's at the core of who I am, and it's, it's yeah. interesting because I live in London, and uh, to have kind of that that kind of developed almost around the time that I have really come to the realisation that I am 
uh, a, a country artist, it's just really um, it's exciting to have yeah, a platform really and exciting. to see it grow. You know. So when you when you were growing up, did you listen to country music, or what kind of music was it that you listened to? Well, um, I actually grew up in Germany because I'm half German, half oh, okay. English. Um, and um, so there was not much country music that um, well during <laughs> that time. But, no, I can imagine um, not over in but, Germany. No, not a lot. But like looking back, it's really interesting because I see a lot of um, things now that make so much sense now. For example, um, when um, some of the some of the big country stars like Leon Rhymes, yeah. obviously um, we heard of them there, you know, because. She, she was in that movie, that, that song, Can't Hide the Moonlight, and, um, for example, or some, you know, some people were on the radio like her, so I remember her quite, um, quite strongly, because yeah, she was actually cute. one, um, yeah, she, she was really, like, when I heard her voice, I was like, oh, my God. That's what I want and, to do. You know, yeah, no, I just thought, like, I, I just loved it so much. And it just, I just noticed that anyone, everyone around me didn't so much, you know. Like, <laughs> You're like, were, am I being like, strange? I really love this mm-hmm. woman. Exactly. And then and then there was another really, um, there was a few things. Like, my um, my great-grandmother, actually, she, um, I used to sit with her and she watched, she used to watch, like, German, um, what was it called, like, folk music. You know, yeah, they were, yeah. like, um, every Saturday or Sunday they had this live TV thing on where they were singing and it was it was very cheesy and was it a, um but did you, so you watched them with her as like, I was with her yeah. and I secretly liked it. <laughs> you were like maybe you I shouldn't because else. it's my grandma but I love it <laughs> yes exactly and, and looking back again because folk music obviously is, is quite similar to you know yeah way, definitely it has elements you know yeah and, um and then there was one in one one situation where um, I really thought, okay, something something is different about me. It was when um, when I heard this song, um, Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock, um, "Picture," and that was one of the like proper country songs that uh, I heard. It just, yeah. And at the time, I didn't think like, oh, this is country. You just thought this really, is a great I song. Music. It's just music. Yeah. yeah. And I was so in love with it. Um, that happens to me, right? I get into songs and then I just listen to them non-stop. Oh my, I'm and exactly the same. So... And then you get, go on your phone and you're like, I've listened to that song 1,000 times. How did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and so I, I showed it to everyone I knew and nobody understood what my excitement was about. And I was like, why? How is that? I oh, this is literally why I've sat on my podcast because I was like, everybody needs to listen to the stuff I listen to again. <laughs> Get really yeah. excited about it. Yeah, and so and I and I think so. Um, to answer your question, basically, no, I did not grow up to a lot of country yeah.
that was Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock with Picture. Yeah, but you remember some of it. I think it's always been in, like, what I loved anyway, you know, yeah. and that, that's what I really like about my journey is, I think, the fact that yeah. um, it, wasn't, it wasn't that I got used to it and then started liking it. It was like from the it start, just sort of it was in helped my you heart. grow. Yeah. Mm. And did you? Yeah, it's really yeah. So did you write any music growing up, or was it just singing and play? Like, how did you? How? What was your musical like when, experience? I guess. Well, when I was when I was um, a child, a teenager, I think it was mostly um, uh, I, I wrote a lot. So mm. I, I wrote a lot of um, stories, and I was very into that. I didn't write songs in particular at the time. Yeah. And, um, but I did, um, like, like, you know, it's where I grew up as well. It was really not, like, becoming a musician was just, it was just never an option. Yeah. But it was like, I, I never even, like, I knew that I wanted to do something. Like, I loved singing. I did it every day. Sometimes I couldn't wait to get home from school so I could go and, and sing. Just sing your heart but, um, Yeah, but it was like an addiction. I needed to do it. <laughs> but, um, and I knew that that was my passion. But um, it seemed like um, I only started considering or thinking about uh, becoming a professional singer in the, I don't know, when I was in my late teens. Because okay. before right, that, yeah. it was just never, it just it didn't occur to me that that was an option. It's one of those things where it's like a lovely, we're like, wait, I, I could do this as a as a. Well, yeah, <laughs> because, because, yeah, because the more I grew up, the more I could see that they're, you know, there were options and, and I, I moved away from that small town mm. and so obviously and then um, I lived in Berlin for a while and then obviously um, that was when when it really um, dawned on me that that could be a path I could go down yeah um, and when so, was yeah. it that you um because I know you were trained by David Lee Brewer the, mm-hmm. so, yeah. who worked with Beyonce um so <laughs> when 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 did that fit into I guess your journey into music. Well, um, well, that was when um, I um, moved to Berlin with mm-hmm. my sister because my mum. So my mum kind of like after my parents' divorce, my mum moved back home to England with us. Yeah. But um, we then eventually moved back to Germany. So we moved back and forth quite a lot. So I moved a lot in my life. Yeah. Um, and um, and so my mum then eventually moved to Germany as well because most of us wanted to go back um, because we had not finished school and, and mm-hmm. we were just not the right age for, for change. And and so, um, so yeah, so she moved to Berlin where her twin brother was living. And so um, we, uh, my sister, is, Georgia Barry, is a phenomenal um, singer-songwriter. She's an yeah. R&B soul singer and she's, She's absolutely phenomenal. That's uh, so interesting that check you her out. both done um, such different routes, like her yes, doing your, her R and B yes. and you doing country. That's yeah, that's really so, interesting. So, yeah, it is actually quite interesting. So, in regards to your previous question about yeah. what music I grew up with, actually, was because my sister she'd always had more confidence mm-hmm. growing up in herself and especially in her singing and. So she was quite dominant in what music we were listening to. So she used, <laughs> usually put the music on. So it was usually a lot older? of R&B and, and, and soul. And it was mm-hmm. it was a lot of Mariah Carey, uh, Whitney Houston. Um, but I loved Christina Aguilera and, you know, like uh, lots, yeah. lots like that. 
But then, and, and we lived in Berlin together, um, and we we were both trying to kind of like somehow find our starting point, like with the music, we didn't know what to do. But then um, she had um, put up an ad to um, find a pro- um, producer or something. So mm. somebody contacted her um, and said, you know, I'd like, I oh, know she was looking for musicians, sorry. And then a producer contacted her saying, I'd love to record with you. And so they met up, and then he said to her, here's uh, David Lieber's card. You should go and see him. Um, he used to teach Beyonce, and so Beyonce was one of my sister's absolute idols at the time. <laughs> so she's like, oh, my so, God, I need to go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so then obviously I was there, and I was like, I want to go as well. I, I don't love her as much, but I don't care. Yeah. I want I'm having this experience train. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, I remember we were sitting in a, in a cafe outside in Berlin and we were like really nervous and Georgia called him up um, to book that in and, and we thought, okay, we can never, ever afford this. This is ridiculous. But we were yeah. like, okay, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> we'll find so, a way. Um, she, yeah, exactly. So she called him and he booked us in and so we went for an audition and um, he took us both on and he said immediately to me, um, he said, I can't believe this. Like a... Um, an R&B soul singer and a country singer and sisters and they're both like such great singers I can't believe this who um, must have thought he hit, hit the jackpot yeah but I was like what do you mean country singer oh so <laughs> I, at the time it was like point, I was like what I had yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know what I was but I didn't think that you know so I, was he one of the first people who made you realize yeah. that it was country yeah okay yes, yes. that's really and I um yeah, I didn't, I didn't um, take that on board for a while. So mm-hmm. he said to me, so he took us on to uh, his master class, and then he also uh, taught us privately, uh, privately. But he, um, he said to me, you know, if you if you don't feel comfortable in country music, then you know you have the option. You can do kind of rocky pop as well. Yeah. That's also kind of suitable for you. And and so I I went down that path for a while. But it, what you know, I was kind of denying who I really was because I was yeah. afraid that. I, I wasn't going to be um, popular then because I was, yeah. it, was, it was genuinely something so different in Germany, if you think about mm-hmm. it. It, it. It was really, <clears throat> it's not like, you know, it, I don't know, it was so weird. Well, I think so weird. Was, even a few years ago, back in, yeah. in, even in the UK, like country music, everyone sort of saw it as like this very niche, you know, like the stereotype yeah. of like trucks and whiskey. Uh-huh. And it's like, that's yeah. not what it is. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yes. But I mean, I think um, in Germany, I feel like they're even less familiar with it. Yeah, so definitely. It's it really just very, a very odd thing. Um, but eventually, like, um, I, I kind of realized, um, I recorded my first EP, and I said to the producer, okay, I don't know what I am. <laughs> so we're just going to record, um, we're just going to record acoustic guitar. Yeah. and my vocals and then you're going to play around with kind of like music over it and see what sounds good yeah. and so i said to him okay try a little try a little country <laughs> and so he did and that'd then, be such and a good um, title of, of a song try a little country <laughs> yes actually that's true and then and then he said and then i said okay a little more a little more and then um, it, my first EP is really quite pop country, but yeah. it, um, but I could hear that that was yeah that sounded right. Yeah. Every time it was a kind of like an R and B-ish or whatever kind of type, it didn't sound right. And um, and so and yeah, then when you, I, 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 it just it, right it took it a fit. while then to then 
Sorry? It just fit the country with your voice. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's who I am anyway. Yeah. So when did you move over to London then? Was that part of, did you make that move partly for the music over here? Because it's bigger, yes. bigger. There were many reasons. Yeah. I, I, I've always known that I wanted to live um, uh, in London. I, I mean, I really, my goal is I want to live in America. That's yeah. But, <laughs> you um, and me both. But obviously, yeah. <laughs> but it was, an, it was the next logical step for me. So um, I think... Um, my sister Georgia, actually, she moved first, mm -hmm. um, and I think I was still finishing something um, in uh, Germany, and then I moved as well. And I, I don't remember when it was, but I think it was maybe seven or eight years ago. Oh, well, that was probably sort of when it was, I guess, kind of sort of getting the seat, the country scene over here was getting bigger. I, I mean, got... yeah, it could be, but yeah. I, mean, I don't really. But a bit before, I probably. Yeah, I mean, the first time I kind of really, uh, I recorded my first EP and then I just went out and mm -hmm. played every venue that I could find and played yeah. and played. I started with open mics with my sister and then I put a band together, I recorded EP and I just played, played, played. And um, and I think the first contact with the British country music scene was really when um, I put myself out as a country yeah. musician and, and released the EP as that, but I didn't know about a scene. Um, so um, I think my first contact was when they booked me um, for Bush Hall to play yeah. with Raintown and um, Gary Quinn and Hannah Lewis. Yeah. So that was kind of my first, let's say, country-related gig yeah. in, in the UK. Yeah. Oh, very. So yeah, I think it must be exciting when everything sort of you know get getting more involved with it all and seeing that mm -hmm. you know there are people out there who are quite fanatical about it and really excited yes. about music. Um, yes. So that's no very exciting. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and then was it last year you went to Nashville? Was it the first time you went to Nashville? I went to Nashville the first time in 2015 when I recorded okay, my yeah. second EP, Off the Hook. Yeah. Um, I had um, assigned to a manager at the time, and so um, that was actually a really, really nice story um, because yeah. I was uh, living in Brighton um, at the time and struggling quite a bit um, in kind of making ends meet and, and pursue my career at yeah. the same time. So. Um, I was working at a call center at the time, and, and I was and I was really dreaming about going to Nashville. By that time, I'd never been to America, and um, it's always been spending your nine to five dreaming rather than um, yeah, and it, <laughs> was, it was really like my yeah, it was really my um, I I started watching the show called Nashville on TV, uh, yeah. and so that really triggers it even more how much I wanted to go and. Um, you try to tell me someone's waiting they're not waiting for you oh and don't you try to tell me that you're was No One Will Ever Love You by Charles Eston and Connie Britton from the hit show Nashville. Oh, and, um, but I also really 
really important to me that when I go, that I it, it would be music related and that I work, not yeah. as a holiday. I didn't want to go as a holiday because my dream was related to, to the music, you know. It would almost feel so, a bit wasted. Um, yeah, almost. Yeah. It would, yeah. Um, I guess because the dream is really connected to me, it's not just about America. It was about the music and America. Yeah. But, you know, so I wanted to be able to work while I go over there. And, and I don't know, I was I was sitting at the call centre for every day and was trying to stay calm and believe that things can and will work yeah, out. Yeah, having confidence in yourself and your music. Yeah, just trying to stay calm. And, and yeah, and, just, I, and I remember I, I was just planning my second EP and so I um, talking to a few people about it and um, looking at a few producers and studios. And, mm-hmm. um, and so this... this um, uh, and I was also looking to um, uh, obviously support people at shows, and so I reached out to a few people. And um, one person I reached out to, one of the artists, their manager then got in touch with me um, because they checked out my music and said um, they booked me for the gig, and I played the gig. So I was actually wow. supporting Katie Armitage. Yeah. Um, and um, and so he then after the show. Um, contacted me while I was sitting at that call centre job and oh messaged me and said, yeah, hey, yeah, he just said, um, Janine, um, I know you want to record a new EP, I have, a, I have an offer for you and um, if you um, would like to, I would really like to take you to Nashville to record your second EP there. And so you I feel like, think, yes! And I said, <laughs> yeah, and I said, it's like, calm down. I do not need to think about this. <laughs> this is, yes. Take your time and think about it. No, I'm not thinking about this. Yeah, take that, me. That is exactly what I said. He said, yeah, think about it. Um, my wife is a big fan and, and, and we, we decided together that this would be... Um, a good option and blah and so yeah <laughs> so you're like no so you, go exactly i said no yeah. i'm saying yes right now oh amazing he said yeah and so yeah a few months later then um we went to national tourist with my ep <laughs> and did your band come with you when you went there have you have you no i tried no. but yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't have any of it he said i want um, just one <laughs> national musicians yeah. To, um, to record. Have so, you yeah, stuck I had no... over here? Have you stuck pretty much with the same band um, as you've been, or or has it changed? No, quite a lot? because yeah. I guess your music's changed. changed. Yeah. Yes, it's changed, changing all the time because um, uh, I am unsigned at the moment, and so yeah. for me, it is important to find people who um, um, where it's more of a passionate um, thing for them that they want to be part of it rather than um, a job because. Yeah. Um, because it's just I'm not, not something fine, that's it's not making them a lot of money. Yeah. So I need people who see the potential in the project and want to be part of it and see that it can be successful and and um, and also just I mean I'm playing pretty fun shows so for people it's really also great for them to have on their CV. But yeah. I think um, so now I mean the, the band has been like constantly evolving and growing and yeah. so um, I've had my job on that Kitto for a while now. He went uh, to Nashville with me last year as well. Yeah. And um, and so there are uh, a um, the band as it is now. I think um, it's the best I've had so far, and mm-hmm. um, they are really committed. And I'm and I'm also working on having them more and more involved so that it's you know, that this is really their project as well. Mm. So we're writing songs together now and I'm planning to record with them oh, so that okay. they are so actually like on the EP. Community, yeah. um, you know, yeah. so that this is not just me and they're playing for me, but this is our 
um, project, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. more and more. And you got, I know you got to, was it tour and record with Blake Shelton's guitarist, Kevin Post? Is that right? Yes, I, yes. How, so how was that? Was that a bit, that would be a bit crazy, sort of, you know, just massive star. Yeah, I met Kevin um, actually also in 2015, or was it, no, it was the end of 2014, I can't remember, but it wasn't a <laughs> all the years just blur into one. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but you, in the, the gig that I just mentioned where that manager um, was at, right, mm-hmm. that he booked me for, that's the gig, like, so the Katie Armitage gig, I first reported her at the Islington Assembly Hall. Yeah. And she's from America. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Yeah, I have heard, but, yeah. Um, okay. And <laughs> so she brought this band with her, and so Kevin was um, oh. hired to um, play. So I met him there, and um, we stayed in contact, and so um, every time I'm over in Nashville, we, we hang out and, you know, go to, go to a bar and, and drink. Mm. <laughs> and um, so... Um, this t- the last time that I went over there, I just, you know, we we met up to go for a drink, and he just said, oh, so what are you going to do while you're here? And I said, well, I'm playing whiskey jam, I'm playing whiskey jam. He said, oh, whiskey jam, oh, I'll play with you. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you're like, yes, yeah, let's okay. go on. <laughs> yeah. That's so much fun. And, so, and then he played, I think, three of the shows. So he played the whiskey jam with me um, and the listening room. No, that's not right. That's definitely um, how I always dream. That's yeah. definitely how I always dream of Nashville. Just like musicians, just talking and just doing things on a whim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he came over, just you know, obviously learned the songs real quick, um, and then um, and then played them with us. So that was mm. yeah, it was very very nice. And I think I know your. Um, I think I already know your answer to this. But was there ever a time okay. when? Um, like obviously being from you know UK and Germany, do you ever feel sort of out of place, or did you feel like that was just where you're meant to be in Nashville? You know. No, I felt like I felt right. There. Yeah, that's what, um, what you're gonna I, say. I, I found exactly. It's really interesting because I, you know, the first for the first time that I went, you know, mm. I was really keen to go, and and I'd just been talking about it nonstop. So my mum kept saying like, "Oh, you and your America thing," and she got annoyed <laughs> with it already. And she said, "You know, you know, it's not like it is on TV." And I said, in my head, I was just thinking, yeah, it is. I'm thinking literally like the same, this is the same conversation I have with my parents. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Just that thing of... That's so funny. Yeah. And then when I went over there, it was just like I thought it would be. So it wasn't a disappointment or, or, you know, like, or different in real life than I thought it would be or something. It, It was actually... Um, as I thought it would be, yeah. and um, and I felt like um, I felt like it was the right place for me. But that yeah. said, obviously, I also sometimes felt very nervous and uncomfortable because yeah. um, because it's you know there's a lot of people that are very professional, and it's like you want to want to kind of find your place and be part of it, and um, so so obviously that that element is there as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's full of music and, and musicians. And, and I think, you know, Nash- but, but... sorry, I was going to say is so much more cosmopolitan than it used to be. I mean, you've got sort of, there's a lot of mm-hmm. Australian artists coming over and British artists. So mm-hmm. I think it's a lot, you know, it's, diff- it's different than maybe it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the last time I was there, I mean, I remember I was in the bar with Kevin, mm-hmm. um, and 
and Matt and we were just having a drink after that was after the whiskey jam actually yeah. and then we just went for a drink around in the other bar and then he was like oh there's, there's a mate of mine and he didn't say mate but hey, there's a friend of mine and then you know um he came over um and um he was the drummer for Thomas Rhett Oh my and gosh! Then, um, and then and then Matt was um, obviously my Matt was like, oh my god, oh my god, you like fangirl, I guess. Yeah, and then they connected, and then then oh. he actually invited him to come to the studio, and he spent the whole day in the studio with wow. him. Um, and he mentored him a bit and gave him advice, and so that's natural, for you, you know. <laughs> my dream. <laughs> um, yeah, and. Yeah, you, so you've even been, you've been compared to you know Carrie Underwood, Leanne Rhimes, and all these. What kind of do those kind of comparisons mean to you? They must mean quite a lot. Well, to be honest with you, I'm um, I don't know if, if I'm being funny, but I never like it when people compare me. Yeah, to that's true. Um, I always you're your own person. Think like, yeah, I'm I'm really funny about it. I'm no, like, I would be because I overanalyze it. I'm like. Uh, what part of it and then you know what I mean even if it's a great person it's just I I I don't know I mean obviously yeah. when you're being compared to someone like Carrie Underwood it, it, it can only mean a compliment obviously but then but, you um, have a different story a different you know yeah, you come from a different and I, thing and, and so I would you like can't really think, and I would like to think I have something unique about myself Definitely. Um, so I think in general I, I, in general you know I mean it's a huge honour if mm. somebody compares me to people like that and I think those people mentioned there are, are people basically, but just some people have, you know, said more than once, you know, just said, like, you, you remind me a little bit of, you know, or you sound a little bit yeah. like. And um, so, yeah, um, yeah it no, is definitely. a huge honor. But I, I do hope that I... I no, you're I definitely am, not. It's, you know, it's not like... <laughs> like um, so talking about, like, last year, so it was a quite a big, it was a pretty big year with lots of highlights. Um, you represented mm-hmm. the UK, you know, you were the only um, Brit- British-based um, uh, musician at the Texas Music Takeover. What, yes. what was that mm-hmm. like? Was that yeah, very was different? Very interesting yeah. experience. And it was, it was, yeah, it was very interesting and very exciting. I mean, um, I think my highlight was um, the show at the Oslo in Hackney, which was yeah. such a great venue as well. And I and I was on the stage with people like uh, Austin Allsop and um, and you know to be yeah. on stage and to sing a song with people that are so um, so talented and, and just from so far away and, yeah. and you know well, it's like a world um, coming together with shared it, passion. It, it was yes, and it was so interesting, and then to meet them and then to play music with them and and to be on stage and then listen to them play and loving what they do so much and then having them say something positive about my performance was just it was just out Amazing. of the world it was really a different very special experience i have to yeah. say i felt like and that's the thing where where i um feel about national as well i, I yeah. feel like i felt like they they got me so they saw me for who i am and for you know yeah I, and that feels you feel really like you're good. your true when, self when you and says, yeah exactly mm-hmm. Um, and so moving on to talk about your, your EP, Bittersweet, um, do you work mm-hmm. with many people on your songs or is it very individual writing process? How do you go, how do you do that? I think that EP was the, the um, what I kind of co-wrote the most on the yeah. EP. Like previous EPs, I kind of 
almost just wrote all of the songs on my own. Mm -hmm. um, but um, with this one, I collaborated quite a bit. So mm -hmm. um, a bit of sweet I wrote with um, Robbie Kavanagh and Justin Johnson, who also produced and played drums yeah. on it. Um, and um, the other two songs, uh, one of them I wrote um, with Lisa Wright, um, Shake, a, Shake You Off. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and Holding On, uh, I kind of wrote... Uh, in a dark hour with uh, Justin Johnson as well at the um, end of our session, the writing session actually, and we didn't get anywhere. And then we decided, like, we decided to stop writing, and then we started writing that song. You know, when we stopped trying, and then yeah. that just kind of happened. And then we just demoed it, and then deci I decided I wanted to keep the de that was actually the demo oh, that okay. we then used because it was so authentic. It yeah. was so. Uh, I felt really, like the whole know, that... album is just full of. There's just so much emotion in that. Um, EP. That's what I wanted. I really wanted to, it to be really authentic and just what, just real and raw. You know, yeah. I didn't want it to be too. Um, yeah, I just felt like um, that's why we used that then in the end. Yeah. And I said like, let's strip it all down and just use that because I couldn't really, um, I couldn't really fake that emotion again no. the next day. I was like, it, that was that was just this one moment, and I think I I won't be able to do that again you know yeah is it um, ever hard to replicate because obviously when you're touring you're singing the same songs mm -hmm. is it hard to replicate that because you know when you listen to it i feel like if anyone listens to it and they don't feel something then they're probably haven't yeah. got a heart because it's <laughs> so you know it was so real um i have actually never played it yet okay Does it almost feel too personal? I, I feel like it would. Almost, want, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It feels like a feature track, you know, like an extra yeah. um, on, on the EP. It doesn't, um, yeah, I have not yet um, put it in my set to play live. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then um, Burning Bridges on the EP, I actually, I, that one I wrote completely on my own. Okay. And... Um, so in 2018, have you got? I think you've got new music coming. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, well, I'm. Very um, I am planning to. Uh, yes, definitely going to release new music in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't can't say anything too specific yeah. at this point. But um, I will start um, putting some information out there yeah. bit by bit over the next coming um, weeks. Do you feel like much has changed um, for you musically since the last one? Do you think it would be yes. different? Yeah. Yes, I think I. Yes, I think I feel um, like you know you, you grow all the time, you change all the time, and for mm -hmm. me, um, I think I'm in a different place now musically um, yeah. as a person and um, as an artist. It's like I feel um, 
I, I don't know. It's just like I do yeah. feel like I'm more confident. Maybe I feel like I am a little bit more sure in what I want and what um, you want to write in about. myself. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, there's always ups and downs, and it always, you know, changes constantly. But um, I think with time, like you, you, you realize you. I always worry about getting it right and, and, and then, you know, questioning your decision or the, the path you went down. Um, I just realized, you know, that's just never you can't question stop. everything. It's going to change. Yeah. The next EP that I'll record, like, I, I, once it's recorded, I'll be like, okay, now I want something completely different. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so because yeah, make peace with it. Because obviously you re-recorded um, Bittersweet in Nashville yes. this year because that was obviously very diff- different do you think you'll go back to Nashville again to record um you know in light of that well experience? that is that is definitely something that I would love to do mm-hmm. um uh, but I I cannot say anything too concrete about yeah. that yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah so just um got C2C coming up and yeah, so I think all I've got left really is my my final segment is just quick for some quick fire questions. If that's all mm-hmm. right. Um, so number one, uh, white wine or whiskey? White wine, and every now and then I have some whiskey. Though, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> haven't quite learned but to love it wine, yet. Yeah. Um, what are you binge watching right now? Um. Riverdale. <laughs> oh, yeah, I still haven't finished season two yet. I need to, no spoilers. <laughs> oh, actually, no, actually, Riverdale, I'm not binge watching. I'm just watching an episode here and there. But what I was binge watching was Suits. Oh, Meghan yeah. Markle, you've got you to rewatch. I will yeah. rewatch it for that. <laughs> it's such a good show. Yeah, no, it really is. Well, it did on many seasons. It better be good. Um, yes. What's the, could you remember the first record you ever bought? Um, oh god. I don't think I can remember that. I can, so the, <laughs> the only reason I can remember mine is because I'm like quite embarrassed by it now. I, really I'm going to say it was Michael Jackson. Probably. That'd be a safe bet. Um, Dolly yeah. or Patsy? Um, Patsy. What's your favourite comfort food? Pie food. Do you have a secret talent? A secret talent? Yeah, a secret one. Not singing. <laughs> a se- I don't know what you mean by secret talent. Um, like, oh God, I can't even think of one right now, but I know, like a party trick or something like that. No, I don't think I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ground or Opry or the Bluebird? Ooh. Ooh. I feel like it's That is both. not fair. <laughs> It's like both. It's like asking someone to choose between their children. Like hundred percent. Like yeah, I cannot say one or the other. Uh-huh. Although, I mean, Bluebird is really on the top of my list. But the Grand Ole Opry. It's Grand like Opry, one's a huge honour and one everyone wants yeah. to play at. So you can't yes, really exactly. Choose. Let's say Grand Ole Opry then. Okay, dream duet partner. Good. I used to want to have a duet with Michael Jackson. Ooh. Um, we can conjure now, him up from the dead. 
Maybe Marin Morris now. Oh. Or, um, yeah, I love Marin Morris. Oh, I, yeah, um, love. Let's go with that. Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, other than yourself, who are you most excited to see at Country to Country this year? Other than myself. <laughs> other than yourself, obviously. <laughs> um, I am actually excited to see my friend Liv Austin. I've just been so listening wonderful. to her. Great, great singer. Yeah, she's, she's absolutely lovely. And I've known her for years as well, which is also really nice. Oh, um, okay. Cause she Who else? Uh, yeah. No, I was just going to say interesting as well because she's Euro- European outside UK and now you could yeah. Um, who else? Let me just think. Um, High Valley, I like uh, quite a bit. Ashley yeah. Campbell as well. Um, this is such a good lineup this year. Like it's it is such a good lineup, and it's really difficult to even like uh, decide who you're going to go and see. But um, I know. Uh, you're looking at there's like clashes and you're like you can't see everything it's just impossible exactly and for me to see um american young um who else um i've heard the wandering hearts recently um, but i've not seen them live so uh, that'd be interesting i'm also really excited to see them out of the bigger acts i think i'm i was quite excited to see kelsey yeah oh yeah friday night's gonna be a big night tim Tim and Faye, yeah, Kelsey, Tim, yeah. Oldman, mm-hmm. and all the right, yeah. And Ashley McBride, actually. That would be something um, I, I would really like to see her. So she's in the BBC Radio 2 stage um, yeah. at the Indigo. So, yeah. It's just too, like, it's too much choice, everyone. It's too much, yeah. And my last one is, what what's the one thing you have to bring on tour or whenever you travel? It's one thing. You know, with me, it's not just one thing. <laughs> it's a whole two, three suitcases. But let's let's say um, um, like I don't know my my lip balm. I always yeah. have dry lips, so, but I guess yeah. Good choice. <laughs> okay. Or my hair straightener, you know. One or the other, some some kind of beauty product <laughs> that made you feel better. Yeah. Um. So that's the end of my speedy ten. So I think the last thing I wanted to ask you is to let people know where they can find you. What's your mm-hmm. social handles and the rest of it? Absolutely. So um, you can find really everything on my website, JeanineBarry.com. It's being updated at the moment, but still accessible. So it's still working. Um, so from there, you can find uh, all my music. You can find um, all my socials. Um, and you can find my bio. Like everything you yeah. really, if you wanted to know anything. Um, tour dates are going to be added soon as well, but if you, you're looking to see where I'm playing, um, it's best to follow me on Twitter and Instagram um, to keep up with that, or Facebook. Um, so that would be the best Perfect. to keep up to date. Thank you. That was, yeah, really great. Thank you so much for oh, coming thank you on. As well. thank it you was so great. much for having me. Yeah, and um, I'm excited to yeah, see you at Country to Country soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that brings us to the end of episode six of Off the Record with Janine Barry. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, thank you so much to Janine for that. Um, I will speak to you all next week. But until then, um, as ever, you can find me at Off the Record underscore UK on Instagram, Off the Record UK on Facebook, and Immo Marshall 
on Twitter. So um, make sure you rate, review and subscribe on iTunes and I will speak to you all next week with another exciting guest. Um, have a great week. Bye y'all. time.